This will be the final Shur Nechus before we move on to the Halachas of Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Sukkot. So, there's so much more to do. There's halachas of cutting strings. There's halachas of dragging tzitzit strings on the floor. How close the strings have to be to the corner. And uh, many other halachas. Maybe we'll try to touch upon some of them on Shabbos and with the review questions. But at least we'll try to at least touch upon three more topics today before we move on to the halachas of the Yom and Aram. So, first, first uh, topic to discuss is Atifa Satalas. When you uh, when you make a bracha on your talus, so you make the bracha of the satifa tzitzis, and the custom is to do an atifas haroish when you right after making the bracha. So how do you do atifas haroish? So if you look around shul, you'll see people doing all different types of things. So what's the source for doing atifa of wrapping your wrapping your head? With the talus, so there's two different sources. One source is a halachic source. There is a machlekes the ga'inim and the bal ha'iter. If when the Torah says gedilim taslach alksuscha shetachasba, when it says tachasba, when you cover yourself, that's when you are chayiv and sitzes. What does that mean? So the bal ha'iter understands that it means you cover your body like us, a shirt, a jacket. That's considered ashetachasba. But the ga'inim, the beis brings that from the ga'inim. That tachasba means it has to cover your head and your body. So therefore, the Beisayser writes at least at one point while you're wearing t- while you're wearing a talus, you should at least have be, be uh, fulfilled the requirement of the gainim by covering your head and your body. So that would be that would be a reason why we would do atifas haraish. We would do atifas atalus when you perform when 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 you make the bracha. So at least when you're making the bracha, you should do atifa. There is another reason, the, the Maril and some earlier sources say, if you look at the Gemara Menachas, the Gemara Menachas says the, the proper bracha on tzitzis is lehisatev patzitzis, to wrap oneself with their tzitzis, with their talus. So why the Chazal in the bracha like that? So they said that's because that was the custom of how they wore it. They didn't wear it like us, um, the way we wear our tzitzis, they, the way we wear our talus, they wore it as an atifa, as uh, it was wrapped around their body and perhaps some part of the head as well. And therefore, the Maharal writes, we should try to be yoitza, meaning we should try to do what the bracha says. And when we say, so we should actually wrap ourselves with our talus. And that's why the minna, based on these two reasons, is to do atifa when we make the bracha. Now, I just want to point out, even if someone does it wrong, the only way you could really go wrong here is if you're not wearing it at all, and then you you talk, or you're mafsik, you make a half-sick between the bracha and wearing it. But let's say you messed up, but at some point you're back to wearing your talus, so you yaitza your mitzvah, you didn't do the mitzvah in Amuvchar, you didn't do the ultimate of being yaitza, the bracha with, with the saying, with actually fulfilling what the words say, or fulfilling all the different opinions of the ga'inim and the bala'itr, but at the end of the day, you still wore your talus, and you're definitely yotzi your mitzvah right? So there's no problem. The only problem will be is if you if you speak out between that. Okay. So what is atifa? So the Gemara in Mary Cotton says that uh, that any atifa. The Gemara there's talking about avelus. There was a the, the Gemara says there's, there's a requirement that uh that the avel sits by atifa sarosh. We could discuss in hilchas avelus why that minog for some reason is no longer kept. It's not it's not a discussion today. It's a discussion in the shach. In, uh, in Yeridea, why people do not do Atifa Sarosh when they are sitting, when they are sitting Shiva, when they are in Avelos. So, either way, the Gemara over there says 
I think it's Shmuel said this. Shmuel says that any atifa that's not like atifa Yishmaelim, that's not like the atifa of the Yishmaelim who used to cover their head. That's not called atifa. So the Gemara says, what's called atifa Yishmaelim? So the Gemara says it has to go at gaybe de dukna. It has to go until the two indentations on your chin. That's called atifa. That's called covering your head. Therefore, the Mishnah writes the way you do uh, atifa. When you're putting on a talus, as you lower, you put the talus over your head, and you make sure it gets as low as your uh, bottom lip, right below it. So that will be by the two indentations of your chin. That's called atgaybedidukna, and that is considered ativus yishmelim. So then, what do you do after that? So then he says you take all four strings, and you and you put it over the left side, and that's how you fulfill. Um, Atifas Yishmaelim. It's important to point out that that the Ben Ishchai and other other uh, uh, sorry not the Ben the Bar Moshe writes that he sees that people do this, but they end up wearing their talus like a scarf. And we paskin that we don't wear uh, we don't put tzitzis on a scarf. A scarf is not chayiv in tzitzis. So he says, make sure you leave some material on your back when you're doing the Atifa. So if uh, if you don't know how to do it. You, you you practice, try a little bit, you'll see that it's not too complicated to so make sure you leave some material on the on, on your shoulder below your shoulders, so then you're being yoitsu, your atifas harish, and you have your goof covered as well, and it's not just being worn as a scarf. There are some Svartim that do it the way of a scarf, and uh, don't worry, they the Svartim usually know what they're doing. There is a Benishchai, which says that they, sh- they bring some reason, I believe, that they shouldn't cover your face when you do the when you do that tifa, so it ends up looking like a scarf, but I think they do keep some some of their shoulder at least a little bit covered in order to be out to this atifa haroish and the goof at the same time. Okay, now there is a question on the Mishabura. The, 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 it's a question of the Gemara, really, because the Ketzeus HaShulchan, he's bothered by how could, we, how could it possibly be that Atifas Yishmaelim went all the way down to your chin, then you can't see anything. How could anybody walk when they're being covered like that? So there's a few different answers that the Paiskim suggests. Perhaps it was a see-through material, so they're able to see through it, even though it was technically covered. I saw an uh, interesting, interesting answer, is that they didn't cover their face straight down. It was worn on an angle. So it looks like they're, you can't see their chin from, let's say, 10 feet away. You can't see their face. But it was on an angle, and they, 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 would, they would be able to see a few uh, feet in front of them as they walked. Another, uh, another answer would be is that they typically would, would uh, ride on camels, and if you're riding on a camel, so you're on a very high angle, and you could see in front of you, even if your eyes are covered uh, or look to be covered by a material that's on a, that's on an angle, so you're still able to see in front of you. Perhaps that's the shot in this Atifa Suresh at Gubei de Dukna. However, based on this discussion, it seems like the Chazanish and Rav Chaim Kanievsky brings this down. They did not, and the Ksersa Shochan, they did not cover their face when they do Atifa. They just cover up until your eyes. Because they say, can't be, that Atifa Sishmaelam covered your eyes as well. And therefore, you'll see some people will be machmer not to cover their eyes, not to cover their eyes when they're doing Atifa Sarash. When they are make when they are making a bracha on their on their talus again the svaradim do not cover their face at all it's, it looks more like a scarf when they're when they're doing this uh, when they're doing atifa okay that's the that's the first topic another topic to discuss quickly is bringing a talus into a bathroom so halacha is really the talus is not considered tashmishe kedusha and one is allowed to bring 
talis or tzitzis. We don't pick the tzitzis. You could bring it to the bathroom. However, the Mishnah writes that a person, he brings from earlier sources, that a person should refrain from wearing his talis shell tefillah. If you only have a talis, if your talis is only worn for davening, so then it has a din of a beggar shel tefillah, and there's actually a Rambam, the Rambam is mashmal like this in Hilchasitzis, that a beggar shel tefillah one should not bring into the bathroom. And therefore, you know, many, many shuls have hooks and cubbies and lockers to make sure you don't, do not bring your, your, your talus into the bathroom. Because it is a beggar shel tefillah. This is a it's, this comes up on Yom Kippur or Rosh Hashanah for those that wear a kittel in Rosh Hashanah. Can a person go to the bathroom while wearing his kittel? So, for most people, you would say the same thing would apply. The kittel is considered a beggar shel tefillah, and once you not wear that into the bathroom, there's a question. But people wear a kittel on uh, when they get married, <clears throat> or by the by the seder by the by the haggadah. So. The truth is, one could argue, I saw some boys can say that the Haggadah is like Shiraz of Shishbacha, is also part of davening. But I think the answer is that the Iker Kittel is, is worn in Kippur. That's what people, that's the majority of when you're wearing it, you're wearing it by davening. People assume it's a Pegat Shel Tefillah. And I think the Minog, the Mishnah says, the Minog is the Mishnah Yom Kippur says, one should be machmer not to wear this into the, into the bathroom. There's a question regarding a gartel. Many, many Hasidim wear gartels. So for, for most people, a gartel is considered a bega shel tefillah. And one should not wear that into the bathroom. Uh, some of the Swaram bring down that the Belzer Hasidim wear gartels the entire day, so it wouldn't be a problem for them. According to Wikipedia, Skivar Hasidim also wear gartels the entire day. I do not know. I did not confirm this. But if that's true, if they're wearing it, if they wear it the entire day, then it would not be a problem of Begot Shatvila. There's an interesting question, what about a hat? Can someone wear his hat into the bathroom, your davening hat? So... For many uh, people, a hat is not just a beggar shel tefillah. They wear a hat when they go shopping. They wear a hat when they drive. They wear a hat. And for other people, a hat is typically used for davening, but they'll also wear it home from shul. They will at least go to weddings with it. So I don't think a hat has a din of a, of a beggar shel tefillah. If someone only wears their hat when they daven, they're not a hat person. they don't never seen with a hat. They wear a hat when they daven because they think that's the halacha. So then, in that case, it would be like this gartel, where you would not be, you should not wear, bring it into the bathroom because it's a, it will be a bazillion, it's a beggar shall feel, it's a beggar of davening, dav, a davening uh, beggar. Okay, one more point, one more, one more discussion here, and this comes up on uh, Rosh Hashanah and, and different, uh, different times of the year. Let's say a person took off their talus and they plan on putting it back. So let's say you, uh, you take off your talus, you have your kiddush, your Rosh Hashanah kiddush break. Or the like, you go to someone's house for a meal, and you want to put your talus back on. So the Shulchan Aruch writes, even if you had a mind to put it back on, that's considered a half-sick, you should make a new bracha. The Ramah says, no, the Ramah says, if you had it on, if you had a mind to keep it, to put it back on. So then we say, there's no problem, there is no half-sick. I think the Svardim in this situation do, do rely on the Ramah, the Minigas like the Ramah, where they do not make a bracha right away if they had a mind to put it back. What if you weren't putting it back on right away, it was, you're going to put it back on, you know, later, not, not two minutes later, in, 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 a, in a few minutes later, not exactly right away. So the Mishra Brewers differentiates between uh, a shorter break and a longer break. It's very hard to know what exactly this means. The Paiskim said maybe a long break is uh, two, three hours, and a shorter break is less than that. So he says, 
it's you know it depends if you have your your talus cotton on if you have your talus cotton on so then maybe in any case we would say you're, you're not being masiach das from the mitzvah but either way is pra- and just practical suggestions he says if you take it on if you take it off for a short time you should have and you know this in advance you should have in mind when you made the bracha when you make your bracha you should have in mind that I'm going to, when even when I take off my talus <clears throat> I have in mind to put it back on and the bracha should be I should be yoyte with this bracha even when I put it back on after the Kiddush. But let's say you're going to someone's meal. You're going to someone's house for a couple hours and you want to put your towels back on when you're walking home from shul. So you know it's going to be a while, a couple hours. So then the Mishavur says to stay out of all questions, have in mind when you make the bracha of the Sateh Batzitzes that it should only work until I take it off for that meal. That's the, uh, that's the Psak. And that's how a person should be knowing. If you know in advance, you're taking it off. What if it falls off? So if it falls off, so there's a, there's a discussion in the price game. If, if half of it fell off, if most of it falls off, we hold, the Ramah holds, that as long as some part of it is still on your body, you could still say, you, you do not have to make a new bracha, but if it totally falls off, you would have to make a new bracha. That's the Pesach of the Mishaburah. Now, the minog is not like this. The minog is not to make a bracha even when your talus falls off. Now, if someone does, call a kavod. That's that's the psak. That's the shulchan aruch, the ramah, the mishabur, the magen avram. That's the halacha lemaisa. However, the the minog became not to make a bracha when when it falls off. The shmir shabbos kachaser brings down a has a raya to this minog. In hilchos tefillin, the mishabur talks about. Let's say someone's tefillin falls out of place. It's, it's supposed to be in the middle of your head, and it gets moved off center. So you have to make a new bracha. So he says the mishabur says no because that's that's when he had in mind when he made the bracha. He had in mind that it's going to fall. It's going to go off center a little bit. It's going to not be in the same place. So Rishon Zam Norbach says perhaps the same, the same would apply by talus that it's part of the original bracha that if it falls off for a second, you still had in mind when you made the bracha on the sate patzitis. Just a question. This is the the discussion of of removing your talus. That's only when you had in mind to put it back on. What if someone did not have in mind to put it back on, but you actually took it off? It didn't fall off. I'll give you an example, and uh, I want to see what people uh, think about this. Rosh Chodesh, right? So you're, you're davening on Rosh Chodesh, and you take off your tefillin before Mosuf, and out of habit, you take off your talus as well. So you're folding your talus, and then all of a sudden, someone claps on the bima. They're starting Mosuf. Uh, you, you totally spaced out. But you already t- you took off your talus not to put it back on. You thought you were done. You're going to work. So the question is, is that considered a hesachadas? Do I have to make a new bracha when I put on my talus? Okay, let me know what you think. Tomorrow we'll, we'll uh, discuss the halachas of Elul and we'll get into Rosh Hashanah topics and Kippur topics as we continue our 12-minute halacha series.